Winona Forever is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head on over to cageclub.me. Hi, I'm Lindsay Gibb. And I'm Rekha Tulsaram. And this is Winona Forever. everyone so uh last week i guess or last two weeks ago we uh were like hey the next movie is about robots i think mm-hmm. nope no nope. not about robots <laughs> so winona's not a robot <laughs> um and neither is simone or sim one or one mm, zero and me <laughs> or simone as chris says simone. <laughs> Whatever this movie is called. <laughs> I didn't really test. Do you have to type S like number one and yeah, it, to search it to, to find it? Yeah. <sighs> so, so that was awful. I hated yeah, doing that. It was terrible <laughs> to find. I don't like to write with numbers and letters as no. English. And then in the end credits, they were doing that to people's yeah, names. Everybody's and name like had things ones all and had zeros. ones. Yeah, it oh. was just, it was a whole. We've had that before. Was that in Lost? souls that it started with like weird numbers yeah it was when we, yeah. yeah like coding or something <sighs> part of the early 2000s and maybe elias Cateus because elias Cateus comes back mm-hmm. in this movie <laughs> so there you go winona and elias together again um so the plot of this movie is that al pacino is a director who Seems like he's had a bit of a career, but maybe isn't super successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's making a movie with Winona as his lead, and then she backs out. Um, and so he's desperate, and Elias Cateus comes to him with a computer program um, that he can use to create an actress. And then all hell breaks loose. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a very heavy-handed movie that's talking about technology and yeah. what terrible things it'll do to us. <laughs> and it's really weird because I guess it's a, the timing of the movie that the actress who's playing the the like computer animated woman is is a real like actress. Yeah. Like, why didn't they just computer animate an actual? I don't think they had the technology. They just didn't have the technology no. for it. Oh, I, th- I thought time. I read in the trivia that they could, but the Actors Guild didn't like that. So oh. they didn't. So for real, it's a real, it was a real problem at the time. <laughs> <laughs> if they'd really tried to do. Rachel Roberts was Simone yeah. or whatever the hell in her name is. <laughs> Sim uh, one. <laughs> she's yeah. from Vancouver. Oh, I don't know why. I, there was something that felt like, I don't know. It wasn't just because Elias Cateus was in it again, but. I don't know. Something felt Canadian about her. Uh, yeah. Aside from the name, this movie just like continued to upset me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was really hard to watch another kind of like, uh, is this going to end soon? Yeah. (laughs) Because we we all kind of knew how it was going to end anyway. Yeah, it was very predictable. Every turn was annoying. All the characters were really like stereotypical whatever they were doing. Like Catherine Keener was the stereotypical uh like executive. Yeah. Uh the way that everybody fawned over Simone. So the whole thing is that Simone is this computer animated like actress that everybody suddenly falls in love with after she's in one of his movies. 
And then he says he's going to tell the world that she's really just a computer animation after the second movie, but doesn't. And mm. then everybody wants to meet her. And he just makes up all these elaborate lies to like, and finally says she's agoraphobic and doesn't want to see anyone. She starts doing interviews from like remote locations. And then yeah. she does like a concert where she's like a hologram. <laughs> it gets really out yeah. of control. At one point she's in the third world. They don't say where, but she's right. in the third. They just yeah. refer to it they as the third world. She's in the third world. <gasps> yeah. There was some things. It's so weird. <laughs> it, but it was such a like product of its time. I feel like I, I think there was a lot of movies around the nineties, early two thousands that were, like this is what could happen if techno if we let technology do mm-hmm. too many things like lawnmower man or something mm-hmm. like that yeah, like the fear of technology like taking over everything that's one of the first th- thoughts I had when I watched this was I'm getting a lawnmower van man uh, lawnmower feel. man vibe from this maybe it was yeah. the CGI and yeah totally the, the techno um, dystopia. And, and like right away, Al Pacino seems like he's losing his mind because he's like making this computer generated woman and he's like, he's doing the talking and she's talking to him. But like, really, he's talking to himself and it's mm-hmm. like, and, mm-hmm. and he's like making her say things directly to him. Yeah, he's having yeah. full she's, conversations <laughs> yeah. with like, Victor, himself. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. But I thought that was, re- that could have been really dark and perverse. Yeah. And, but the. The film the way, in its yeah. way of wanting to be liked, like kind of didn't mind that that kind of twistedness. Right. They yeah, made it, they made it, it more of a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it wasn't funny. I no, didn't think. it wasn't no. funny, but they try, they they tried to play it as it as, as if it was, but I don't know. Like it was too light for the con- you know what I mean for what it was. Like you can't just have a conversation with a robot and then just or like a computer. <laughs> and then just dismiss it. I keep saying robot, robot. say weird things to yourself that are yeah. really like self-centered and like, I don't know. Yeah, it was dark, but not, it yeah. didn't want to be dark. Yeah, <laughs> he would be really manic and talking to himself and talking to Simone, who is really himself. And I, I think there's like two failed uh, sensibilities that were at work. There's the um, the techno dystopia thing that you mentioned, but also when Hollywood satirizes itself yeah so like the player the muse like there are a lot of films and sometimes like i think this is an example of hollywood doing a really bad job of satirizing itself that every the the characters were such stock you know versions of a producer and a director and an actor and also i thought the depiction of celebrity and and fandom was really inaccurate like even by 2002 you know with like like people didn't just adore celebrities, right? There was also like a kind of menace, but it seemed like there was just this um, uh, benevolent like love for Simone, and there was never yeah. like the kind of tra- like the worst thing is the kind of sexual menace that was that was uh, implied in um, the sort of guys who spy and follow around the paparazzi guys. Yeah. But yeah. apart from that, there was no real um, kind of sleaziness of, of of fandom that sort of exists like by two thousand two in like culture yeah it was, like mass, that it was like a mass love like the that weird scene where everyone's just celebrating her from like the taj mahal yeah. to like unconditional adoration you know on a what's it called a pyramid in egypt there was like her reflection they just like their worship the worship and love for they have for this 
Yeah, it was very unconditional. And even the like executives had like no critiques for her. They were very much like, we just want to meet her. Like we're tripping over ourselves to meet her when they had that party after one of the films, maybe the second film that she was in. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody in the distance looks a little bit like she could be her and everybody starts running in this party to like meet her. And I'm just like, okay, like this is a Hollywood party. These are all like famous people at this party. Does that happen at Hollywood parties? Like, do they all run to meet one person? <laughs> like, I get it. It's supposed to be that she's like, nobody's met her. So everybody's like dying to be the first person to meet yeah. her. But everybody falls into a pool. It's yeah, just like I, ridiculous. I, you just think some people wouldn't give a fuck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, not every single person yeah. would be like, she's the best. Because definitely, like, there's actors who, you know, people say, like, George Clooney is the best or whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, there's still people who don't exactly. like him. So there would still be that, like... Yeah, like, who, I don't know. You can't all be compelled by this blonde woman. Like, you, you know, really it was so weird. <laughs> but the worst part was that she wasn't a good actor. She was very, like, yeah, one note. Yeah, robotic. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> or, like, digital, computerized. Like, it's not... Yeah. Oh, but That's there was the one. There was the one interview toward the end where she tries to sabotage her her own celebrity, mm-hmm. and she starts yeah. like, uh, like aping what sounded like today like Trump talking points. That's like, exactly yeah. what I wrote down. I was like, oh, this is so like dated because we know now that saying these things wouldn't hurt your career. No, it'll just help you. It'll Simone, just, Simone you could can... shoot someone on Fifth Avenue. In fact, and you know, she was transitioning events. to politics after you know. Right. <laughs> so like creepy how yeah because the types of things she said was like immigration don't we have enough people or something and then what was the other thing she uh, said that cigarettes oh, like, uh, may be bad for you but uh, you know they maybe. make you thin or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> better than eating and you can hold something in your hand that, uh, she said oh there was another one that was very Trump. Like, oh, yeah, uh, kindergartners should have a sh- uh, firing oh. range. Oh, yeah, the firing <laughs> range. Yeah. It was weird how it was, like, just checking off the boxes it of Trump. It really was. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. It's too too real. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I think the fact that she wasn't a good actress was really the thing that bugged me because Winona was barely in this movie, and she, when she finally comes back, mm-hmm. she does a good like audition for Victor who is Al Pacino and then I was like okay you just have to hire her to be your lead actress and that's exactly what he does is go okay you can have the lead and she's like but isn't Simone the lead and he's like oh right right and I'm just like he's trying he knows that she's not as good as a real person or whatever Um, oh my gosh but yeah and it was sad because Winona's in this movie like three scenes or something yeah three scenes Sigh. So at the beginning, she's like this like stereotype of a rampaging like uh, actress who wants, I don't know, Rhett, Cherry, Mike, and Ike's taken out of her. Yeah, like, her trailer is trailer. not. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be the biggest on the lot, but it wasn't high enough. Yeah, someone else's was taller. Yes. Even though hers was the widest or whatever. And that was no good. Yeah. And that was so a that deal breaker. Her, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what made her leave. Or she also said she didn't get the movie. So it was almost also like, An oh, he's this to, misunderstood yeah. director who's making arty films that like Hollywood's not getting. Mm-hmm. So he uses this computer program. Which, I mean, this is also the other thing. Like, Al Pacino is not a sympathetic character in this because... Hank, who is Elias Cateus, who's like this 
I don't know, computer genius who has like only one eye because he has a tumor in his eye because he's used the computer too much. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> he comes to him like, I've got this miraculous thing that you can use. And he's just like rejecting him like, oh, I've had a bad day. I don't want to talk to you. And he's like, you can't talk to me later. I will be dead. Like, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's tomorrow. Di- tomorrow. Or right. Like how he knows that. How he's an active walking person knowing that he's going to be dead like yeah. next week. But then he is dead next week. And then he leaves the uh, CD-ROM or whatever. The program, to, yeah, computer program, program to, to create her, his actress. Well, the actress has a base. Basically, he just has to like add little features to it. I also find it a not believable that uh, Victor would know how to use that computer gr- program so quickly. Like mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. just like moving things. Yeah, like, on that's a what screen. I kept wondering. Like, how it's does like a he? Savant. Yeah, like <laughs> this guy. He didn't seem like he would pick up technology that fast. So, like no. computer programs. Like he didn't know what the hell. Like, well, did... you remember men that age in the early zeros <laughs> and their, their right. adeptness with the internet. Yeah, like it doesn't... exactly. Like, like high like... speed was a relatively new phenomenon in two thousand two, and it was like the. Best, pro- he had the right computer for it right away, like yep. with all these screens. Yeah. So Suddenly, that he could yeah. do that. Uh, yeah, it didn't, it, yeah, because he was just like sliding like the mouth of Audrey Hepburn and like whatever. Yeah, like drag things. and drop some, you know, Bacall in there. Like, in like world, what year is this? 2002. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how in 2002 was there all this drag and drop technology <laughs> for? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't believe it. It's not believable. <laughs> There's lots of other things that aren't believable in this movie. <sighs> like when he tries to not use her anymore. Like he, when he's like, I'm done. I don't, yeah. I have to kill this. I can't do it anymore. He so puts he makes like, an entire film. Right. First he that, makes an entire <laughs> film called I Am Pig. I Am Pig. Where oh, who right. knows what else happens in it, except at the end she's in a wedding dress, like eating out of a trough with a with, bunch of pigs. Yes. Yeah. And then everybody thinks it's brilliant. Yeah. Like the audience is <laughs> reacting like, Ooh, like yeah, disgusted at the end. And directed by Simone. And <laughs> yeah. then, you know, everyone's Everybody's like standing ovation. It. Yeah. But then he uses an actual floppy disk. Yeah, oh, yeah that's right. To kill her. Yes. with Something called the plague. plague. The yeah. plague. Or plague. Um, which is like, okay, so he's got a, a computer that. Uh, maybe there were computers like this at the time. I don't remember, but that has like a CD-ROM drive and an actual like floppy disk yeah. drive, not a hard disk, yeah, a but a floppy yeah. disk. Yeah, I'm not sure if that tracks. <laughs> People don't know what floppy disks are anymore. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's, but then the 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 whatever the like case or what do you call it? Like the thing that he put all the discs in. Um, like the, the CPU? Or? No, no, no. When oh, he went to drag trunk. it out. Oh, yeah, the, the steam trunk. trunk. Yeah, yeah. trunk. But it's like an old-timey steam trunk. Right. It's not just... Yeah, right. Where the handle can break. It's not like so a simple... So he tosses the CD in there, and what else is in there? Like a bunch of hard disks, I think? Yeah, just like, disks. Well, maybe some floppies? I don't know. A bunch of random things that can go in computers are in there. And like as soon as he's dragging that to his yacht to mm-hmm. go dump it, you know right yeah. away, like, oh, they're going to think he actually Killed murdered her. this yeah. woman yeah. and took her body in this trunk. Like, why did you have to do that? Like, why did he have to dispose of it? There was no the need. Trunk? No, like you could have thrown in the garbage. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's not going <laughs> to. You could have stomped it. You could have yeah. broken the seat. Like, there's no, no, there was no need for it. So. That just got ridiculous. That and of course, his part. daughter, 
played by Evan right. Rachel Wood is like a computer hacker genius girl. Yes. Who can figure computers out. Which they only set up by her like being on a computer once and yeah. him going like, get off of that. You're on that all the time. Yeah. Like go play outside. Yeah. yeah. And of course, <laughs> she's just remember, like, like an hour and a half later. Yeah. And then she's... you're like, and then yeah, she's when she's on top of it and she's figuring out like the computer somehow. Yeah. Even though the, all the stuff is erased, she can get it because I know. she's a youth. It's completely unbelievable. <laughs> she's a youth with a computer. She's a youth, so she's able to like hit, it was like, hit like um, three buttons in and Jurassic make the Park, computer come the, back. The, 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 the girl, the little girl in Jurassic Park, they had to rely on her computer skills to like open the park security back up or whatever. She's a hacker. Yeah. I'm a ha- or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's young. She's the only yeah. young person in the movie, so she's got to be the <laughs> one who can fix everything. Right. Because everybody thinks he murdered her and he's now trying to prove that she's actually just like a computer program. Yeah. And like, he's because he's in it, prison, so he no needs something to like get him out of there. Proof. And his daughter yeah. figured, well, there's something here. Yeah. At this computer. Yeah. Which she happens upon. Which she sat there for a minute, like, hitting the same button and getting the, like, yes. no file she thing. She cl- clicked and- that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, I forget what she did, but she did something and then hit, like, three buttons and then Simone, like, rematerialized <laughs> on the screen. Ugh. Oh, yeah. So I checked my stubs. I d- obviously, I didn't watch this in theater. I don't think oh, it good. came to Ottawa. Right. Or, some, or I don't know. I, I don't think I was just... Oh, really? Yeah. I remember reading the review in the Globe. Really? So maybe it did. I don't know. I didn't see it in theater. Um, and I rented it, and I, I had no memory of it rewatching it. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I probably just fast-forwarded like through it, because it was just didn't hold my interest back then, and clearly now, but <laughs> just... Uh... I mean, it at least... In comparison to some of the other movies that we've watched recently, hi, Beans. Beans is up on the table with us here. You want to talk about Simone? What are your thoughts? Nothing. Do you hear some purring? No. <laughs> She's Mike <laughs> Yeah, she'll meow from a distance, but not right into the microphone. You know, in like, comparison to yes. some of the other movies we've watched, it at least had like a plot that was kind of linear. Yeah, and that like it didn't made sense. Yeah. and like I could follow it. And I as as predictable as it was, it wasn't like ridiculous, like Lost Souls or something. Yeah, where you're just like, why is any of this happening? It was very much like, yes, why is any of this happening? But like, I expect it to happen because it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But like when I say it's of its time, like I remember in high school writing a play that was like kind of about like what would happen if like v- virtual reality yeah. like kind of took over our stuff. And then like a short story in like university that was also about like technology and like our distraction by it. Or yeah, whatever. we read a lot of that stuff in like the 90s. Remember, do you ever read The Velt? Like it was like this oh. computerized home and the kids never left it or whatever. And they felt like they're. But then there was something at the end, like the the digital thing came real and like killed them or something. Right. Always. Yeah. Always that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like Ray Bradbury stories or something. Yeah. Like. And like that was tr- in this too, like as much as you thought, okay, Evan Rachel Wood figured out that that's like how to prove that it's really a computer, but that's not what they do. They go, oh, she's still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now she's like with Victor and they had a baby like so yeah, he just is stuck in life pretending to be a part of her I don't know they so created a like digital a baby for some reason like there was no no real need to do that uh it's, it's a nightmare scenario for him but yeah. it's it's so it's almost like, like surprise i'm not really dead that was also like who 
does that? Like, yeah. and she's holding up the paper where they like oh yeah the newspaper, and she's like, guess what? <laughs> I actually wrote down the words, "Come on, it's in the paper." About like people's in a oh, like yes! refusal to believe that lawyer was the worst lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Al Pacino's lawyer was like. Just take the plea deal. It's the best thing you're going to get. And he's like, but I didn't kill her. She's not a real person. And then he's like, come on, it's in the paper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what lawyer? You immediately need a new lawyer. <laughs> That's what your lawyer says. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There, I mean, there was one funny team kind of in this. I wish I'd looked up the name. So it was Jason Schwartzman and Pruitt Taylor Vince. Is that the guy's name? The bar it's like Vince Taylor Pruitt. I don't know the order of his name. (laughs) Right. That sounds... But yes, he was in uh, the movie Heavy uh, directed by James Mangold which he did before Girl Interrupted. Interesting. Um, yeah, I feel like he's kind of a comedian who plays creepy characters and things sometimes. Yeah, he kind of plays I enjoy him. Pruitt Taylor Vince. You got Mm -hmm. it. Oh, was he in... I think he's in Face Off. Oh, maybe. Nick Cage. Maybe not. No. Well, did you know the the director, what is his name? Mike Nichols or something Nichols? Not Mike Nichols. Different Nichols. Some other Nichols. Alex Nichols. He directed, he went on to direct um, that Nicolas Cage movie with the war and the guns. Oh, uh, Lord of of War. Lord of War. War. Oh, he's in Drive Angry. There's a Nicolas Cage connection. I was just, I feel like I've seen his face in something a lot. So Andrew Nichol is the director. <laughs> so he directed and wrote this, and he's from New Zealand, but he also did, yeah, Lord of War. And the Truman Show he did. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Gattaca. Like, this is his thing. Okay, so I'm looking up what this Pruitt Taylor Vince guy was in, and he was in Wild at Heart and Drive Angry, two Nicolas Cage movies. Anyways. <laughs> um, but him and, uh, who did I say? Also a Nicolas Cage connection. Uh, Jason Schwartzman, Schwartzman his yeah. cousin. <laughs> um, they, I enjoyed them kind of. Like, as they, much as they were the creepy ones, yeah. too, they were also funny. And, like, at least Jason Schwartzman's part was, like, funny. He yeah. was, like, passing out and, like, crying <laughs> on the table when they thought she was dead and yeah. stuff. And so, yeah. That, but that was the only part that I was like, okay, I can see where this could be a comedy, but they just didn't like. They didn't expand that. those two. Yeah. yeah, like when they went into the hotel room after, and the guy was just like, I need him. Can I be by alone? alone? And he's like in the bed and <laughs> yeah, sl- sniffing everything, and which know. was also as creepy as it was funny. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it was both. Yeah, yeah, that was a creepy funny scene. <laughs> And you like the yeah the toothbrush that you know went in the toilet. He of then course, like kisses that was and be stuff. A thing. Yeah, like, yeah, that was a setup. Like oh, <laughs> right. he's going you for know? that toothbrush. Yeah, what's he gonna do with it? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I, I had two thoughts about Winona. Hmm. Um, yeah, we need to talk about Winona. <laughs> That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> did it did it strike anyone else that she played um, an actor that misbehaved and then was subsequently cast out of Hollywood? Ah, uh huh. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, true in a way. Like, was she really cast out of um, Hollywood, or was she just well, not she went in and, his yeah. movie because, yeah. and he wasn't that successful? But then yeah, she went and reformed herself. Remember, she said yeah. she came. She went and did she like. Oh, that's true. She went into and rehab yeah. and all this stuff. There were a couple of weird things in it. Did you notice? Like, there was one scene where at the beginning, where that uh, Hank is talking to. Um, 
Victor, and there's like an eye that goes by in the background. Oh, yes. There was some great things right at the beginning where they're moving all the things, like uh, all remnants of Winona yeah. off yeah. of the set, and there's like a dumpster that goes by with all these like standees of yeah. her. But I, the giant eye just kind of passes yeah. by. And it's just Winona's eye. Yeah. yeah. Which I I don't remember the eye. I remember when he's like really defeated, and it's clear like he just blew this important film, and he's walking around the corner of the lot, and in the background it says like stage four, which Uh, I thought like maybe that was like stage four, like of a disease or something, or like you know his last. I don't know. I thought there were little mise en scène things they did with the lot. I'm sure. Did you hear like the radio part where she's in the car? And it was yes. the Oscar thing. <laughs> yes, yes like, I yeah. wrote it down. Oh, you did. Okay, I wrote good. down what it was. Because I have it? like half of it. I was like, oh my God, that's so weird. What a funny. The race. escalating violence, tragic loss of human life, and threat of all out war was overshadowed today by the announcement of the Oscar nomination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Switch. <laughs> So heavy, so heavy-handed and brazen of what the social comedy, like the yes. co- like the social commentary. I guess they just thought was stupid and they weren't interested in it, or mm-hmm. I don't know. Like why did like they, they wanted to do more with it, but they like pulled back. They kept of... yeah, they kept jumping in and out of yeah. it. Like at that point, I wrote this gets more ridiculous as it goes along, and it was like yeah, like there was moments like that where you're like I could see this being actually funny. Yeah, but they just they just they didn't, didn't know commit if, if they should have made it funny or serious. I, I feel yeah, like exactly. I was just confused. When Simone was a mannequin and talking to um, talking to his ex-wife, when he was operating Simone oh, as yeah, driving the a car, car yeah. that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, that was... It reminded mean, that me that of a Seinfeld a, episode. Yeah, it reminded oh, me of Lord. Seinfeld, too. Oh, we're all scared because Beans. Beans is going to destroy everything. <laughs> nope. oh, there we go. Try to get on the interface, but <laughs> it wasn't steady enough for her. I might have to pick her up. <laughs> Rekha should just take pictures of what's happening so that <laughs> much we can post pictures of the near destruction of the podcast by beans. Uh, yeah, there was some, there was a few things that reminded me of Seinfeld in this. Like when, oh, I'm not going to remember the name of the um, character he plays on Seinfeld, but he plays George's boss on yes, Seinfeld. Yes, and uh, then Kruger. Mr. Kruger. Kruger. Yes. He's the like cop at the end who's like yeah. saying, well, you're in jail. We know that you killed her. And he's like, I did it. And he, I mean, he can't not be Kruger. He's always this guy that like kind of doesn't care. Yeah. And it's just like, well, this is the way it's going now. Like, yeah, it was, uh, but that part was also like the over the top ridiculous part because it's like, first of all, the interrogation room was this huge room that had like, all these lines hanging up with like all her magazine covers, yeah. like, and it's like, why would that be in the interrogation room? <laughs> why was there? Why was there a television in the top corner? Yeah, there was so many was weird of, yeah. set things. Like also the 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 room where Simone kind of lived was just this big empty set, yeah. Which Studio. on one hand makes sense because they thought they were filming the film there, so they were renting this for him. But like, why was it right in the middle of the room? Like, that was so frustrating. <laughs> why would you walk all the way to the middle of the room yeah. to use it a computer? Make any sense? <laughs> it's Could always it, like yeah, that. Like, well, yeah, you have to get a long extension cord. Yeah. you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, plug it in. I want to oh, watch it again and see if there's any cords or if it's just like sitting yeah. in the middle of the room with no power <laughs> to it. I assumed it was for the shot. Maybe yeah. these studio Absolutely. spaces have plugs like in the middle of areas. Maybe. Because they have to set up. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I don't know how studios yeah. work. Also, those flat screens we were ahead of I never made time. it to Hollywood. I don't know. I felt 
frustrated for Catherine Keener as well because I felt like she was playing this character who was in some ways strong, but then when it came to Simone, she was just like, I'm not as good as Simone. Like, Al, like to Al Pacino's character, Vincent. Vincent, She was like, why would you want me and not Simone and all this stuff? And it's like, are you kidding me? You're like a strong woman yeah. who's like, I don't know. It was very upsetting yeah. to watch Catherine Keener. Like, yeah, because she's so cool otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't playing a great person nah, but in but the like, movie, yeah. but but yeah, like people were so like obsessed with Simone. Yeah, like uh, the stand-in, Simone stand-in, Faith or whatever. Oh, yes, and they have the sex, and she's like, "Call me Simone." Like, have you know? I mean, I at least hand it to and Vincent then, that he was like, Vic- "Okay, yeah, now, yeah. Victor." Yeah, 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 I called him Vincent. Um, Victor. Yeah, she, she's like, I. He's like, uh, this is weird. Uh, let's yeah, let's yeah. maybe not do this. Yeah, at least he didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought he would, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. I thought that he was going to get back together with Catherine Keener, and it would just, like, he would have still been lying about uh, Simone, mm-hmm. and that she would have just gotten back together with him because, like, Simone wants him, so now I do. And I thought, oh, that's going to be the worst. But that wasn't what happened, so that's good, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Simone reminded, the way she acted reminded me, sorry, this is another Nicolas Cage reference, but um, of Cheryl Lee in Wild at Heart. Have you guys seen Wild at Heart? I have, yes, but I don't. but I don't remember it So well. Cheryl Lee, that's um, Laura Palmer, right? That, like, at the end, mm. she's uh, the good witch or whatever, and she, like, comes down and she's like, sailor, don't look away from love sailor or whatever she says to him <laughs> but like that's exactly the way that i feel simone acted through the whole thing and it's like it works in like a dream sequence in a movie <laughs> in like a david lynch movie it doesn't work as like this actress who's supposed to have like wooed yeah. all of hollywood yeah, and, she, like, there's, yeah no substance to her yeah <sighs> <laughs> So many things. So many things. Oh, Simone. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I also felt like this movie was obviously a creepy dude's fantasy. Like, the whole thing where they're saying, like, uh, you're controlling her, you're, like, holding her hostage in your house and all this stuff. Did you feel that way, though, about, like, Victor and, like, the whole, like, creepiness factor of the fact that he's, like, controlling this woman, even if she's not a real person? I just watched the Surviving R. Kelly documentary. Oh, boy. So this was very, like, it was just, like, him, like, saying, oh, yeah, she's fine, don't worry. These people are, she's happy. It's all, like, controlling everything. She's, well, because she's not he is it her but anyway yeah uh, but this is it's very uh, similar and so that that I, I you know that you know was a f- red flag for me i was like this is very creepy yeah. yeah it's a story about a desperate guy who does an extreme thing to try to turn his life around his career, but he yeah. relishes every like awful thing you can do with that power in mm-hmm. a weird way because it's like he makes Simone say to the actors do whatever you know is in victor's vision victor knows best so like there was a weird um what's the word narcissism that Uh, he was exercising through simone yeah that's what was like the r kelly thing because r kelly is just like you know that girl that was on like spoke on tmz in this r kelly documentary she would just like everything is fine r kelly's taking care of me Mm. and like you know it's just Mm. brainwashed weird creepy stuff and you can tell that someone's like telling her what to say so yeah yeah and then when he says she's too beautiful i'll fix that and gives her a mole like what the hell was that (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, did that wanted... make her flaw? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. So strange. <laughs> it didn't even yeah, make sense. Yeah, like all the commentary on, on like women and like, I don't know, like, yeah, the, all the Catherine Keener not feeling perfect next to yeah. her. And like, it was very upsetting stuff. That is probably true things mm-hmm. about the way women are viewed. In, yes. Yes, the Hollywood. film told on itself. A yeah, it really yeah. did. <laughs> the baby's name is Chip also, which is... Oh, when they have the baby at the course. <laughs> I thought that was I like, that. oh my God, of course they named it Chip. Uh. Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I noticed his name was Chip, but I just thought, what a stupid name. I didn't really think about the fact. Right. Computer Chip. Computer yeah. Chip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Oh. Because, you know. Hank's photo on his grave was another like actual comedy moment. Because d- when he went to see Hank's grave, Hank had like a gravestone that had a picture of him on it, and oh, it's yeah. like him with his like eye patch oh, or whatever. Yeah, like, oh. It's just like, oh, so silly. I thought the name Taransky was um, like a ridiculous arty director name. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Like Tarkovsky, but yeah. like, more phony sounding. <laughs> yeah. Her ability to manufacture fraud now exceeds our ability to detect it. Where is that? That's, like a, that's the... a quote from Victor at some uh... point. In the film. No, he's was... like I. But even is it fraud? Like I guess maybe what he did was fraud, if they were paying the actress and he was just taking the money. Hmm. Yeah, like it wasn't. But like in the budget, she she was saying, oh, in this budget, you don't have any contingency for like wardrobe and like different things. And he's like, we don't need it. And so it's like on one hand, he was putting a real budget together <laughs> <laughs> for a digital character. But I guess on the other hand, I suppose she was getting a salary. But <laughs> it's hard to feel sympathy for a producer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. Another part of the Catherine Keener uh, sadness was when she was talking to him I think about like Simone and stuff and she said she clawed and slept her way to where she is oh god yeah yeah I, like, I did remember no, I did notice that no. goes with the territory or something like that yeah and I was like no I don't like it boo and that weird scene where Victor tries to like buy his daughter a car like Simone's old car from mm-hmm. the movie right. and the daughter's like what the fuck I don't want this I just want my dad I just want I just my want dad Victor Taransky. Yeah. And it was also very uh, awful movies within movies in this movie. Like every um, every time you watch these non-existent movies, movies, they yeah. they always had like too much of a blue tint. They just look preposterously <laughs> unrealistic. Because yeah, except for maybe the pig, the pig one <laughs> by pig. Simone yeah. that actually did look like I it could pig. be like a, I don't know, like um, uh, like an art film, like yeah. Salo or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, boy. oh Lord. <laughs> so I, but I, at the same time, as much as this is a ridiculous movie and I'm not surprised that I never watched it, though, honestly, actually starting to watch it, I was like, I feel like I've seen this, but I also felt like maybe I just saw something else that like it because like I it. think there were so many other movies at the time that were yeah. selling the same message. Uh, I didn't hate watching it. I just, well, I kind of hate watched it, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just, like, made five pages of notes Yeah. while watching it. My, my attention definitely waned. Yeah, I got a message That's from Chris fair. midway through. He's like, I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> just, <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think the thing that also made it hard was it took maybe about half an hour 
45 minutes into it, I was like, are we getting Winona back? Or is she literally not yeah. in this movie anymore? Yeah. So I was at least glad to get her back two more times, mm-hmm. even if they were like just one scene each. But And then the last scene was her like at the prison, like talking yeah. about how weird he was for wanting to not have Simone as the lead. Mm-hmm. Even though she would have got the lead. <laughs> yeah, and she was clearly a better actress. But again, she was in that same yeah. boat as Catherine Keener is feeling like I'm lesser to Simone. How could you ever give me yeah, her and role? Like, all and she wanted was to be co-starring with Simone. Uh-huh. Like That was the like, dream. It's like, are you um, kidding I wanna me? I want to play her sister. It was fun to watch Winona act in a scene read, you know, yeah. like act, mm. acting. Audition scene. Yes. Yes. It that reminded me of Mulholland Drive. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. Those, those are two good audition scenes. Yeah. It was really good. It, 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 again, it was the other thing that made you go like, she's a better actress. Mm-hmm. Like, well, like also, I don't know. Again, I think this falls into the like Winona was not considered a beauty of Hollywood, but like mm-hmm. Winona could have played a better digital actress who was actually like a good actress mm-hmm. that people looked to and was like, Oh my gosh, this wonderful actress came out of nowhere. She just doesn't have the like look that that yeah. actress had. That was just like a computer. Blonde, blonde. You know, yeah. Blue eyes, whatever. So if we've learned anything, Winona's a good actress. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did it take us this long? No, we knew back in the eighties, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Uh, I hope we get to see more of it because I feel like these movies that are coming up, she's not in them that much, right? Yeah, like I was looking at my ticket stubs and <laughs> I was turning pages. There was nothing. But I think the next movie that she, that I saw that she was in theaters was uh, Black Swan. So there's going to be a big gap. Ooh-wee. 2002 to 2009, 2010, okay, Black Swan that. came out. Uh, oh, wait. And when did the Star Trek movie come out before? 2009. Oh, okay, so I saw Star Trek. That's not true. Where's Simone? So there's okay, a two-year gap between Simone and the next thing in her film. The heart is a deceitful above all things. And I and did it says she's uncredited, so yeah. is she barely yeah. in it as well? One? Barely in it. Oh, boy. Uh, do we have to do it? I don't know. Maybe the uncredited ones will do in one well, big shot. Yeah. Or we could do them in all in yeah, one, like one episode. Yeah, th- That and whatever else. So the Darwin Awards is the next one. Then. I don't think I've seen that. <gasps> what? We're hitting one where you even haven't seen. I've never seen the Darwin Awards. Well, then. I mean, she's at least on the picture of this. So that to me. Mm-hmm. I think this makes used to be on she's in it more. Netflix, Second maybe. Or I think so, too. It's like a direct to video kind of deal or what? Uh, I think so. Maybe. Not a bad rating, although I guess lower than Simone. So that doesn't bode well. Yeah, we're getting into the <laughs> uncharted territories now. And another comedy. Or yeah, there's a lot yeah. of comedy people Quasi in comedy. it. Adventure comedy romance. So that's Juliette Lewis is in it. This what? is okay. Juliette Lewis and uh, Joda Freelander. <laughs> yeah, well, and she's back with Lucas Haas, who used to who was in Boys. Yep. There we go. Well, exciting. Tim Blake Nelson. That's a good cast. Yeah, it is. It does look like a good cast. Maybe this is one of those like movies that people just didn't know about but isn't too bad i used to be really <laughs> into the the, the game uh what is it six degrees of kevin bacon uh-huh and like anytime i hear about winona acting with somebody i didn't expect i always kind of like try to reconfigure how many degrees of kevin bacon i can get <laughs> right but well it's i pretty so close who I, what i started thinking after seeing elias Cates was also in this and he was was it lost 
when I know Lost Souls. Lost Souls. Mm-hmm. I almost said Lost Boys, and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> um, uh, like, ha- who has she been in movies with the most? Like, what? Duplicate. Same actor? The same person. Well, Keanu. <laughs> is it Keanu? I don't know. I'm uh, just yeah, saying Keanu's one. Um, Keanu is one. Um, uh, well, Pacino, she was in the Looking for Richard documentary. Uh, yeah, which that's is why I was like, think of oh, wait, they, they were already in something. Oh, we never talked about that. Yeah. Well, but we'll talk about we'll it talk when about we talk it. about documentaries or appearances as herself or yeah. something. <laughs> and it's a strange we'll there. thing, whatever Looking for Richard is. But they were together then. And she almost did... Godfather three, but she didn't with Pacino. Another would would have been another Pacino combo, but that she didn't Um, dodge that bullet. And then she got to kiss him in this, which is (laughs) weird. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) who else does she like double act with? Mm. Like she's not part of a group of actors that you know some directors who always use the same. Was she with Natalie Portman in anything other than Black Black Swan? Swan? No, not that I know of. Yeah, we'll have to investigate this Mm -hmm. and come back to that question later. Claire Danes was in uh, How to Make an American Quilt and Little Women. That's true. That's right. Very good. Pretty good. That's something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also she she wasn't with Claire Danes in How to Make an American Quilt because she was a flashback character. And she wasn't in with Alaska Teus in this because they just weren't in the same scene. That's true. So there you go. There it is. (laughs) <laughs> anyway Oof. so yeah we're still motoring through these mm-hmm. movies <laughs> but it was weird it was weird to to like watch this and think of like short stories and plays that I wrote like in high school I was like wow it's not good when a movie reminds you of something you wrote in high school <laughs> alright so I guess Darwin Awards is what we're coming back for Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. back in two weeks. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Winona Forever is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Episodes produced by Chris Landry. Music by No Refunds. Hosted by Lindsay Gibb and Rekka Tulsaram. Contact Rekka and Lindsay at Winona at cageclub.me.